your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Thursday of Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-789-785. What's the phone number? 608-785-7914. How about that? 608-785-7914. Talk and text line. Let me turn that on so that if anyone's texting me, I can actually see those. Probably talk about Kenosha shooting a little bit more again today. If you want to get in here and talk about that, how long are we going to do that? I don't know. But Tim Grinke, lacrosse district attorney, lacrosse county district attorney, is going to join us at in about six minutes and kind of break down like the process that happens when a when a police shooting like this goes down. I don't I don't know if Grinke is going to give us some uh, some opinions on what he saw or what he thought happened. I don't know if he can. He might he might be able to just in terms of like here we only have the video right so. Uh, it should be pretty interesting. I'll try to make it interesting. Um, maybe we'll ask him about his, uh, uh, if, if he's watching sports and if he's disappointed that some of these sports, some of the NBA playoffs were canceled. Uh, sounds like they might play now, the NBA. Baseball plays. Baseball's playing again. Some teams. Brewers are back. The one game sit out. I don't know if it was effective. Like, if you sit out one game just to kind of send a message, but then you play it the next day in a doubleheader that's only seven innings, you kind of just took away two innings of work you had to do. Like, you just kind of made it easier on yourself. You gave yourself a day off, and and then uh, we'll play it the next day in a doubleheader. But the doubleheaders are seven innings now, which is kind of funny. A lot of people like that. A lot of people like that seven inning. Get the, get the game, wham, bam, and it's done, right? Maybe they should just move to three inning games. 608 75 7914. Number three is calling in. Number three, you haven't been, you haven't called in in a while. No, I haven't had nothing to say. Okay. But I have got a compliment to give the City of La Crosse Police Department for picking up those three guys that were shooting up the south end of La Crosse. Yeah. So they did a good job. Now, if they keep them there for a while, everything will be all right. Well, we'll see. I mean, that's, I mean, you're innocent till proven guilty. So that's always kind of the, you know, we could ask Grinky about that as well if you want. A couple of them got a real long rap sheet. So maybe they can get the goods on them today. Yeah, Especially I am. Especially the one, the one that was riding without his seatbelt hooked up. That really caught me a good one there. Oh, yeah. He gets pulled over for that? No, no. When they, uh, uh, the things that they were booked for, you know. The one guy wasn't wearing his seatbelt, so uh, right, maybe right. that's the one charge they can get him for. No, but I, I'm I'm imagining like you're a fugitive on the run. You've been shooting up. Police are looking for you. You drive by an officer. You're doing everything by the law. They would have no reason to pull you over, except oh, oh that dude doesn't have his seatbelt on. They don't have his seatbelt <laughs> on. So we'll uh, we'll bring the rest in. Uh, uh, read in but dismissed, but we'll get him for not wearing a seatbelt, which is only ten dollars. We'll throw, yeah, we'll throw the book at him for the seatbelt. We can ask Granky all about seatbelt laws yeah, too, you if we ask want. Him about that one. <laughs> all right, all right. Thanks for keep your powder dry. Dude, thanks for the call. Number three, breaking it down. <laughs> that would be funny. Let's let's not talk about Kenosha at all with Tim Granky. Let's only talk about the the ability for police to pull you over. I mean, this is actually kind of an interesting topic that we've had to uh, deal with. It. I talked to Abraham about it a, a while ago when those uh, four women drove by and parked at the Walgreens 
you know, on West Ave there and, and got out and kind of walked away like, we didn't do anything. You can't pull us over if you didn't have your lights on. So we're good. See ya. Um, <laughs> and Abraham said, nope, that's not really the case. But like, what about when you don't have your seatbelt on? Can please pull you over for that? Um, maybe it's probably, it's, it's kind of a funny cause it's a, it's a, maybe a more interesting conversation to, to everybody, you and I, because it's something that we would experience. We would have to go through as opposed to, you know, breaking down one cell phone video of a shooting at Kenosha and trying to decipher what that is, what, the, what that all entails, but that's what we're going to do. But first I've have to do the news because Brad is at a, He's at Central High School, I believe, doing a covering a protest right now. A protest going down for high school sports. Parents want parents, seniors, obviously high schoolers. They want to play sports. Lacrosse school district has uh, postponed sports until spring, so it's not like they've canceled sports, but they've postponed it, which could make things a little bit interesting come spring to see how many football teams are actually around to play, or if we're going to play sports at all, as you'll hear here in a minute in the news. Uh, with the virus. All right, we'll be back in just a minute right here on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to text me right now, because I'm having a conversation, but I, if you have questions for Lacrosse County District Attorney Tim Grinke, shoot me a text. I'll see if I can read and talk at the same time. How's it going, Tim? Good. Uh, yeah, right away, like, obviously... This this thing going down in Kenosha. What was when when you started to maybe you just saw the video or or, or just just kind of took it in? Maybe you read a report later on. I don't know how you took it in, but what were your your initial reactions when seeing everything that went down? Uh, I I initially saw the video um, and I it looked uh, horrible to me. It, it didn't it looked like there'd be a lot of questions that I would have. Um, so you know I always have two minds when I see something like that. As a prosecutor, I know that there's more to be known and there's an investigation to be done, and you really can't say for sure until you see everything. But then just as a human being, I thought it was it was awful to, to see him getting shot in the back. And then when I learned that his kids were in the vehicle, I just thought that's uh, it's just horrible for the family, for the community. Um, and I, I don't know what I would do if I were in their shoes down there. It's a, it's going to be a difficult case to make sense of. If that happens in lacrosse and it's just, just say it's a a lacrosse police department, you, you would be defending these officers, right? Possibly. Uh, Defending them. Um, How how would it work? Or, or the, or the other side, which, which side of the, the, the aisle would you be on, I guess. So every police department now in the state of Wisconsin, uh, has to have an outside agency investigate any police involved, shooting or even adapt in police custody. So that's been a good move. So the City of La Crosse Police Department would use DCI, just like Kenosha is doing. Some departments use other um, departments, and that's got to be spelled out in their policy at a time. It, there's nothing that says which prosecutor should handle it, but if it were me in Kenosha um, dealing with the police departments I deal with all the time, I'd probably be having a different prosecutor look at it okay. just to get an independent person to review the evidence because I would either way have to work with that department in the future and either decision you make would be criticized and difficult and uh, it'd just be safer I think to get an independent voice so if it happened in lacrosse I'd probably be saying a different prosecutor should look at it than me okay have you been have you been the prosecutor for other departments that 
from outside the area that that need need somebody? Um, not not officially. I've been asked to look at other people's um, reports just to kind of kind of verify the reasoning. Um, and and they've been so far uh, shootings that have been clearly justified, and so it didn't go any farther. So. If they weren't, I might have been asked to take on the case, but I, I've been asked to look at other people's uh, reports just to get a second look at it, just to make sure that they're seeing it right. Um, we've had a couple in lacrosse that um, didn't go to prosecution because, again, they were pretty clear, so I was felt pretty safe in saying that they were justified, and even the uh, person that got shot or the families also felt they agreed. So if they had felt for some different Outside investigation, I've been happy to do that, but we haven't had that happen here. The 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 deal that went down in Kenosha. Can you draw any comparisons to anything that's happened in Lacrosse? I, I feel like can you you can't you can't comment on the crux situation, right? The 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 guy that shot a police officer in in Lacrosse. Well, I, I could just I can say that he's pled guilty or no contest. He's been convicted of that charge, um, and that was one where. Again, I think it was pretty clear that Officer Darling was justified in returning fire to somebody that had shot him in the in the chest. So that one was a, a pretty clear one. Um, I haven't seen anything close to this in La Crosse area or surrounding counties. Um, it, it's a lot of questions I have about why the police did what they did and and what happened, and hopefully the investigation will answer those questions. But seeing the video, it's it's pretty hard to understand what they were trying to do. Now, what what is the process? Can you just walk us through the process now? The the, the police officers put on administrative leave, if, and I don't think the police officers were were scheming anything nefarious here. But you know, after the fact, and they see like the things that go down, the NFL's canceling practices, the NBA shut down their playoffs, Major League Baseball, some teams you know postpone their games as well to to kind of strike or, or you know to. Mm-hmm in this cause. So the officers are obviously, they're just at home. They're seeing all this. They're probably, you know, freaking out a little bit. I would imagine at, at the, at the, uh, at the gravity of the, the case, do they, do they get to call each other and kind of talk about like what happened? And I don't want to say get their story straight, but I, that's the kind of the only way I can put it is kind of like, yeah. Hey, you know, here's what I was thinking. What were you thinking? What, what happened? You know? Yeah. So when an officer is placed on leave, and there's an investigation. There's no law or rule that stops them from talking to each other. But practically speaking, one of the first things that happens is they'll get a, a lawyer that I'm sure will tell them, don't talk to anybody. You're not going to help anything by telling people what you thought or what you heard until we have a chance to sit down and go over it ourselves. So just like with anybody who's suspected of a crime that has an attorney, they're told don't talk to anybody. And again, that's not to say that they can't, but when there's video... I mean, you can't change the reality of what's on the video, so there's only so much they could, you know, talk about. So they could, and there's nothing stopping them, but I think practically they probably aren't just because they're being told not to, and there's not much that can come from that. Yeah, and obviously there's, Kenosha isn't even talking about getting body cams, and maybe that'll change until 2022, so they don't have body cam footage, but... You know, yeah. you, this is something that's changed over the last couple of years in Lacrosse County. How has that helped your job? The idea that every officer has has body cam footage. Uh, that's been in- incredible. Um, Lacrosse has had it. I want to say for 
at least five years, could be more. Um, it's I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I know it's been a while. Yeah, at some point they had a couple of them, and then I think maybe then every officer got them at yep. some point. It was a matter of like getting a database down to to like hold all the all the video because you need a lot of memory. I think that was maybe one of the biggest issues. Correct. People don't realize it's uh, expensive to hold that much data. If you've got how many officers twenty four seven recording things, he have to keep that somewhere, and it, it's not free. But lacrosse does have it. Um, we've made the investment into doing it, and it takes away a lot of that, you know, talking afterwards and making sense of things. You can just watch the video and see it. It you know, doesn't, doesn't always capture everything. depends on what it's pointed at, but it helps both sides. It helps the police defend themselves from somebody who's accusing them of wrongdoing. If it's not true, it helps suspects uh, hold police accountable that, it will be on video if something happens that's not supposed to happen. And it takes away a lot of the guesswork and uh, the what-ifs and what happened because uh, you've got video of almost every incident that happens. So it's it's a huge um, advantage to both sides. And I think everybody, there's more transparency into what the police are doing, how they're doing it. So I think it protects everybody. We're speaking with Tim Grinke, the Lacrosse County District Attorney. Does it make you a lot lazier too? Does it make your job makes your job easier? But you can be a lot lazier now, right? Like you don't. I don't even have to go and dig for that. I got video. <laughs> uh, I wish uh, there's still plenty that's not on video because what people don't realize is cops aren't usually there when the crime happens. They're there when they arrest people, but usually when the crime happens, that's the part that's not on video that you still have to still have to dig into. Have you ever had a situation in Lacrosse County where you know you were you were expecting to get body cam video and it it wasn't there? You know, sometimes we see this the the, the officers yeah. cover them up or they mysteriously don't record or stuff like that. I have not had that happen. I have had cases where, again, when it was first starting, something happened and that officer didn't have one. But I've never had the situation where it. Um, they're pretty reliable. I, you know, most of the ones that they have now are, are, are good quality and pretty reliable. So I haven't had any malfunctions or rosters uh, turned it off at some point. So I have not had that. Uh, the, the deal in Kenosha. So the, the officers, you're, you're, you're saying their lawyers probably don't talk to anyone. We'll, you know, we'll until we talk and, and maybe just don't talk to anyone. How long of a process do you think this is going to be? Because, you know, people want, people are out on the streets. They want, you know, they want yeah. answers. They want, do they want changes? They want the officers at least in cuffs at this point. Uh, do you do you see any of that happening, or what what do you think the next steps are? I think uh, I don't think it's going to happen until DCI is done with their investigation. I would imagine it would take at least a couple weeks, and then I think uh, whatever prosecutor reviews it will make a decision. So I I don't think they're going to have anything for a couple weeks, which is unfortunate because everybody wants answers quickly. Um, but DCI. They do these all over the state, and they've got a lot of expertise in doing them. And some things just take time. Uh, you can get the video right away. You can talk to witnesses with maybe in a couple days. You can reach all the people that were around there that were watching something. Sometimes you have to go back to them to clarify things. But then there's also things like interviewing the police officers themselves. Uh, they might be taking the officer's blood to see if he was on something, which has happened in Wisconsin before. Uh, they might be uh, getting the ballistics from the gun to see if one officer gun is where all the bullets came from, which in this case seems pretty clear, but they'll do that. So some things take a little time. Um, and so my guess is it's going to be at least a couple weeks for DCI to complete their report and turn it over to a prosecutor. 
All right. So a couple of cases that I just come to mind, and I don't like trying to justify why the officer shot the guy. I mean, I kind of ended yesterday's show saying we need to stop justifying murder. Well, whether it's that 17-year-old kid in the streets yesterday or uh, a couple nights ago, or it's this yeah. cop shooting, you know, a guy in the back seven times. But if I'm if I'm just trying to go, like, there's no information to, you know, if, if police didn't know that that was that guy's car and they see three kids in there, they're maybe thinking like, oh, he's going for the car with kids in it. We have to stop him somehow and, and whether how you want to stop him. But this has happened in, in La Crosse where somebody stole a car with a child in the back seat. Do you remember yeah. this case? Yes. And yep. it ended in that guy being shot. But I can't remember. And I and, and it just popped in my head again as we we're talking. And I, I never looked after the show. But do you remember how that how that that the man ended up being shot by police and, and they, they killed him, I believe. I don't know if they killed him yes. instantly, but. Yes, uh, uh, Brzezinski was his name. Um, he had taken a car, and there was an infant in the car. Officers were able to stop the car after he had gone through some, uh, I think, a, a road barricade or a construction area. And he had the a gun pointed at the infant, and the officers shot him through the through the window to stop that. It turned out later that it wasn't a real gun, but it, it looked real, and he had it pointed towards the infant. So that was a case where I think anybody officer or not would feel like that infant's in danger after being basically kidnapped and having a gun pointed at it. And he wasn't listening to the officer's commands to drop the gun or stop. Um, so that was the justification for that one. And was he out of the car? You said he they had to like shoot him through the maybe the car window or something? Yeah, he was in the car when they shot. He was in the driver's seat and he was not listening to their commands and moving towards the infant with a gun pointed and so they felt they, he wasn't coming out, he wasn't listening, he was um, looking like he was going to hurt the child. So that's sure. why they acted. And and that was, a, and you were, when you when you hear all that, you probably go, oh my God, I got, you know, because this is something you're going to have to deal with, right? Or did, or do you, you, did you not have to deal with that one? You were just saying, you maybe, maybe you didn't. Um, right, I, that one was pretty clearly with all the body cameras and the witnesses and the um the eyewitnesses that were there and the cameras, it was pretty clear that that one was clearly officers acting in defense of the third person, the infant that had been taken. So there's really, I think, no other option the officers had at that point. Um, they couldn't use a taser. They tried to get him out. They had no way of getting at him in a car, and they assumed it was a real gun, which it looked real. So there's really nothing you can do about that. Uh, coincidentally enough, uh, is is it the same guy that was out on like is it highway uh, highway sixteen or it was on the south side and the logging chain incident? Is that the same guy? Was it Brzezinski again? That was a different guy. That was a different um, guy. Okay, but that was, that was a, a that, that was a case where police kind of exhausted everything. They didn't end up killing him, but they, they you, can you walk us through that one because they they kind of exhausted every option. Yeah, it's been a while since I looked at it, but I remember that they had. Um, they had tried using a taser, but he had a heavy jacket on. They had tried using um, a dog to attack the individual, and that didn't work. They had tried uh, talking with them. Uh, they had tried moving back from the scene. I think they, they had, rushed at them. With I think a chain. they. I think they had r- the rubber bullet gun too, as well, didn't they? Yep, they did. They tried. Yeah, that's right. They used uh, less lethal uh, rubber bullets, and so they did kind of run through everything they had, and then he eventually ran at them and. Uh, I think followed CBS one of the officers News around special car. Report. And there's really not much left at that point when he was uh, hit the I mean, squad car with the chain and kept running after them with the 
uh, around the car, and they finally used a one shot, I believe, and then he was stopped and he survived. Yeah, thankfully. yeah. And you put myself in that situation. I'm uh, I'm running with my hands out like Macaulay Culkin at Home Alone, running away like, oh, give me. A-. Um, but obviously police aren't doing that. So, um, yeah, that it's, uh, these are the only comparisons I can really draw to what happens in Kenosha where, where police kind of, you know, there, there's no other option but to shoot the person. So, um, and then the crux situation too, as well, where he, the crux shoots, you know, the guy comes around, the, uh, the darling comes around the corner, shoots at him, crux shoots at him. And then darling returns fire pretty, pretty yeah. cut and dry. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Is there anything else that you know that with this Kenosha situation that I haven't asked you about that that seems like you know maybe that that people might want to want to learn about? Well, I mean, I think people should know that in Wisconsin we have had in the last couple of years some advancements. You know, like I mentioned, there's no longer uh, department can't do the investigations of their own. Uh, it has to be outside an investigation. Um, the report will be made public uh, once it's finalized. It's got to be public. Uh, the victim's family has some rights that, that they'll be able to exercise in this process, which didn't exist before. Um, and uh, so I think we're we're moving forward from where we used to be, where, uh, especially in Milwaukee, they were criticized for doing their own investigations of their own department, which you can imagine how that might look to a victim who's been shot. So it remains to be seen what this investigation is going to show, um, but there's certainly a lot of questions that need to be answered. When people ask for answers too, I mean, one of the, one of the simple things we could do is that maybe the state legislature is go, everyone gets a body cam, all police officers, right? Like that's something that seems like pretty cut and dry. I mean, like just get it done. Like that's one thing that I think we all would agree upon, right? Yeah, I would, I would be in favor of um, the, the only holdup would be again the budget. There are some departments that would have to get money, and so as long as there's money in the budget for it, I don't see any reason why we we wouldn't have body cams. At first, some departments were a little resistant, but I think now most police officers like it because, like I said, it protects them as much as anybody else. If there's a allegation of wrongdoing, so it it it's a it's a big help to most places. So there isn't really any reason not to get it these days, except. Maybe if you're a department that just doesn't have the money to get them and get the data. But. Yeah, yeah, and if, if, the, if the state's going to fund it, then we're we're good, I think. All right, La Crosse County District Attorney Tim Grinke. Hey, thanks thanks a lot for joining us and, and walk us through walking us through some of that. No problem. All right, bye. bye. All right, we got to take a <clears throat> excuse me. I got to turn the mic down for that. We got to take a quick break here. Well, it's not a quick break because uh, as I see it, with Ken Cooper today, Scott's on vacation this week. Uh, good time to take vacation, Scott. Um, uh, so Ken Cooper's doing the As I See It today, and then Brad's going to do the news. We'll be back after this on Wisdom. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Turn the music down. Brad Williams is in here. Uh, Brad, I was just talking to the county health department, so it was kind of. It would have been funny to put her right like up on the air, but I she called my cell phone, so. Um, I got my mask on, so you're in studio here, but let's... News anchor imitation over here. I have a stack of papers, and I'm I'm straightening them out at the end of the newscast. All right, so I, I will just say this right away. The uh, the county health department is updating their Kulig COVID-19 compass tomorrow at noon. There's no health briefing. I just learned that. I put a story out this morning that they hadn't updated it since August 18th, so... Uh, the the new schedule is they're going to update it tomorrow at noon, and then they're going to update it at noon on Wednesdays going forward. So 
just a, a little bit of an information there. And the uh, the 32 new cases in Lacrosse County is correct. That's what the state is reporting. Uh, it's not a glitch in the system. She just told me that uh, they're they're sometimes doing cases in batches, which sounds funny. Like, but they're doing cases in batches, so we're gonna get one day we might get a lot of cases, the next day we might not get a get a lot, and that's why the the county has stopped doing cases day by day. They're doing it by week because you can kind of you can kind of see the the trend is is a little bit more steady if you do it by week because we have these COVID nineteen. National Guard testing sites where we might get 20 cases in a day extra on one day, and then the next day there's there's not. So, one explanation for Winona County: they had 37 new cases today, yeah, just today, and most of those are in college age. And we know that Winona State went back to uh, class this week, and St. Mary's is going to be uh, starting up next week as well. well. And it's always curious if they had 37 new cases. <laughs> You know, and they went to they started class this week. It would it wouldn't be likely that all those kids got or all those they're not kids. They're all those students in college got COVID that Monday, and then they and they no, all tested on Thursday. Not so. necessarily, but uh, we we don't know when the testing was done, and uh, this may account for uh, large testing clinics in Winona County. But we don't have all that information in front of us. And I believe Tim Walls, the governor of Minnesota, said they were ramping up testing as well. Too, yes, if I remember seeing that. So this, they set a, a record in the state today with like with like eleven hundred cases. So uh, that's probably they're ramping up testing. So. Um, all right, Brad. Well, the, the the reason you're in here, obviously, you were at Central High School. Or was, was it? Central, yes, right okay. outside on Losey Boulevard, where uh, several students involved in sports uh, had uh, signs that they were showing people driving past on Losey and getting a lot of honking in their favor uh, to demonstrate against the idea that the sports season is going to be shifted or maybe some sports canceled this year in the lacrosse school district because of covid yeah the 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 school district made the decision two weeks ago maybe uh to postpone fall sports the wia gave them the option to push back fall sports into spring and a number of schools have done that but I think the idea is that, like, it, when when Holman and West Salem and other schools in the area are playing football, why aren't we? Right, and not just football, but some of the other sports as well. Cross country is a fall sport, and uh, some golf and tennis also take place during the early part of the school year. And uh, there is concern uh, when I talk to a couple of the parents about the eligibility that if if the uh, students miss out on a season or don't get a full season this year, then if they want to keep doing it in college, uh, that would be a problem for them. Um, I don't know how that works. The high school students? The high school students, when they go on to college, possibly, that, that might, uh, or even the following year within the WIAA. So, Well, I think, uh, I think maybe the issue is that they wouldn't be able to play a sports season and they, are, they have aspirations of going to college, but when the college wants to recruit... Hey, when how how did you do last season? That's part of it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. A, and we we didn't have a last season, so it, right. it would be difficult for them if they wanted to play the same sport in college. Yeah. Eligibility is not the word there, though, because you. Well, you, that's you have, a word that was used. Well, they so. don't know what they're talking about. No, nah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but that that makes sense. Yeah. The the colleges aren't going to get to see me play as a senior because we don't have sports. So how am I supposed to you know qualify and play play college football or? Or college, uh, you know, volleyball, whatever the sport, all the sports. I have a feeling that we might be 
postponing and then postponing and then eventually canceling. But of course, uh, school is starting up, and uh, this time of year, you would have the football. I think if this were a normal year, we might even had would have had football tomorrow night, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, practices would have been going on in, in, in football. Yeah, we, we might have – this might have been the first week of, of uh, football. Like usually like Logan or Central plays Eau Claire this one day, and then, you know, they, they play a different Eau Claire team tomorrow, the other school. Um, that's kind of how that goes down, but – um, how many people were at were at this protest? There were, uh, well, my my count was a couple of dozen. There may have been more people since I was there, but uh, there there were quite a, a good number, mostly uh, younger people, but a number of uh, parents along with them, and uh, once again holding up signs saying uh, we'd like to have sports, and getting trying to get some support from the public. You know, late in the afternoon as the the uh, drive by. The drive-through traffic, let's say, you know, yeah, the drive-time traffic is uh, going past Central. I guess the the uh, I I don't know. I, and do they have any hope? I mean, it doesn't seem very hopeful. We're not well, even. Well, I, I think it, it all depends on whether the uh, administration, whether the school board, is willing to take up uh, a, a reconsider the decisions that have already been made to either cancel certain sports or have them later in the year. Yeah, it, it's going to be especially. I mean, these these numbers that come in today too. You look at what's going on, and and we haven't even gotten to to students in class yet. Although you said the Minnesota numbers, eighteen to twenty four, was most of those. A, a lot for, of those for right? today in Winona County. Yes, in Winona County. So the thirty seven cases in Winona County were mostly thirty two of them were in the age range of eighteen to twenty four. Okay, so that, I mean that's what, look look what's happening. So all right, Brad. Well, oh, I appreciate you coming in and, and breaking that down for us. Okay, Brad Williams, WIZM News. Oh, he's he's packing his papers. He's out of here. <laughs> all right, let's uh let's take another quick break so I can get my mask off. And uh, we'll be back after this. I was. All right. Welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. I know some, some of you were trying to call. So if you want to call me back, 608 785 7914. Trying to manage, trying to rein in Brad a little bit. He just likes to control the whole conversation. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but Eric from Sparta is calling in. Kind of covered a lot. Tim Grinke, Lacrosse County District Attorney. I thank him for coming on. Uh, kind of. Just walking us through some of the steps that the the Kenosha, you know, attorneys and 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 police and just what how how it goes down. Like, what are the next steps? And he said we might not have answers for weeks, which is always tough to hear as as uh, you know people want answers right away. We live in a society where we want things right now, but Kenosha doesn't really have body cam, so it's hard to even get stuff right. Even that stuff couldn't be released when. The lacrosse police department had that incident where a lot of people were mad about the Walgreens incident, the lady getting out of the car from getting pulled over from speeding and kind of like rushing into the Walgreens and the police are like, Hey, you got to come back here pulling you over for speeding. And we got to, you know, figure out what, what's going on. Why are you walking away? Uh, we got body cam of that. And, and then the police, you know, because there was a little bit of public, I don't know if you want to call it outrage about what went down. The police just, Posted the body cam footage, I think, a night later and and put out a statement and we all could see what's going on and we all made our own judgments there. And uh, you can't do that in Kenosha because there's only one, at this point, one cell phone video and it's from, like, pretty far away and it's just, like, a snippet, snippet of what all happened. Eric from Sparta is calling in. Eric, go ahead. 
Yeah, this uh, pandemic is really an endemic, and that means it's not going to go away unless you get a perfect vaccine for it. When all these college kids come back to school and all of a sudden they follow the protocol for a little while, then all of a sudden they want to party, and then they'll close the whole damn thing down, all of them. Thanks. All right. Thanks a lot, Eric. A uh, libertarian guy saying perhaps the perhaps Grinky, so this was when Grinky was talking, but uh, libertarian guy said perhaps uh, the prosecutor would like to remind everyone that they would save themselves a lot of problems or death if they would just comply with police officers' instructions. Noncompliance is a common denominator for all these shootings. Yep, that's always the easiest thing to go by, but the, the, the flip side of there is the, the, why are we shooting people at that point? Um, we could we could also question that. I think I think it's fair to say, guy walking away from police. Hey, don't walk away from police. On the flip side, hey, maybe don't maybe we don't need to shoot everybody. Um, I know tough argument. Don't shoot people. I mean, we're 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 in this situation yesterday too. Even talking about it is the justifying, trying to justify why police get to shoot somebody, trying to justify why a seventeen year old gets to shoot somebody. And um, I don't know. I don't want to be in the position where I got to justify why people are getting shot. I'd rather be in the position to justify why somebody didn't get shot. And maybe that person isn't an angel, as uh, a lot of you like to point out. A lot of people like to point out uh, Jacob Blake isn't, you know, the best of the best of people in terms of his record. So there's always that. We always can point to that, but we all we probably should always kind of come back to, uh, yeah, do we really have to just shoot the dude seven times in the back? Um, anyway, so, uh, well, there's a call. Let's see here. Who's calling? Well, Eric from Sparta. Okay, Eric, you called. You just called. I don't, I'm good. I don't want to talk to Eric anymore. Um, but getting getting to the, to the thing with Brad, Brad was at Central High School today. They had a little, I don't know if you want to call it a protest, a rally, um, a riot. No, I'm just kidding. They, but they, kids want to play sports, and I think there's absolutely there's about zero people in the world that disagree with the general idea that we want our students, our high school, middle school students, we want them to have the ability to play sports. Nobody's disagreeing there, and the lacrosse school district decided either last week or the week before to postpone sports. They were given an option by the WIA to postpone sports, so they took fall sports, put it into a spring season, kind of kind of bunched all the seasons together. The seasons are going to be shorter anyway, just because some teams aren't going to do aren't going to play, other teams are. And but we can all agree we want our students to play sports. But what's going down now is if we're just playing it safe. And I don't know if they can I, I don't know if I'm I'm guessing that postponing sports to spring is set in stone. I don't know how many people would need to rally outside of central and Logan high school to get them to change that. It might take the whole town, but on the flip side, like the whole town agrees that we, we should be playing sports, but it's not safe right now. Or is it safe? Can we just wait until, you know, some of these other schools have classes in session? I I think we're just playing it safe. I think it's a smart, smart move. If we just hold out for a couple of weeks, one month is all we're doing. We're going to hold out for in-classes, to having students in-class for one month and, and decide, you know, what what's going, like whether or not it's safe and, and see what other schools, like uh, the superintendent, 
of Lacrosse School District was at Gales Electric Tremble the last five years. Well, GET started class today. So they're in class. So he's going to be able to talk to all his contacts from the last five years of being in GET and see how it's going. Obviously, it's the rural district versus a you know a, a, a larger town. So it's going to be a little bit different. But, I mean, we're going to get some insight there as to how things are going and be able to, to judge what, what we're going to do, what we're going to do in terms of having kids in class. But if we're going to have, if we're going to rally, it, it is ironic that we're going to rally about having like trying to have sports in the fall when we haven't had classes in, in, in person yet. So, um, Pete, hi, Pete. Howdy. Pete's calling in. Go ahead, man. How's it going? Hey, yeah, I think they had to open up schools and let the kids play sports. Um, you know, I was listening to Rand Paul and uh, Fauci the other day, and Fauci pretty much openly admitted that kids don't transmit it. So, you know, this whole uh, this whole COVID deal, there's nobody dying. I, I haven't seen anybody go through the alley with a uh, pulling a cart going, "Bring me your dead." You know, <laughs> so you, just uh, you open stuff back up. Basketball is going to ruin themselves. NBA is going to ruin themselves. NFL is going to ruin themselves hey, if Pete, they don't open up. Pete, you haven't seen that? That's actually not not literally holy grail. Bring me your dead and ring the bell. But I mean, in New York, they were they were burying bodies in mass graves, and in Texas, uh, yeah, but that's because they put them in the old folks' home. You know, they stuffed them all together in an old folks' home. But, in fact, uh, the federal government is looking into that. In Missouri, uh, or in Michigan, in New York, in New Jersey, those governors, uh, Texas, they, they boobed up big time by putting the sick people in the old folks' home because the old folks' home, their immune systems are, you know, not what I call stellar. Uh, the, the Texas, they were, load, they were loading up semi-trailers, refrigerated semi-trailers, because the morgues couldn't handle the bodies no, fast they enough. Were not that, that they day. were oh, though. They were. Oh, I'd love to see that one. By all means, show me that. There, nobody, no, that never happened. I got uh, friends out in New York that said the hospitals weren't even full. So, but <laughs> okay. Well, you're you're wrong. You're wrong. That's what was happening, and um, it's pretty pretty easy to see. There's like video in, in New York of them digging mass graves. There's there are stories all over about Texas. You know, being being un- unable to handle the body count that was happening there uh, on the uh, way south, south Texas. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's apples to oranges a little bit if you want to say that students and young children aren't getting the disease as fast as, you know, or as, as severe as older people, but it's happening. All right, I got to go. We'll be back to wrap up the week tomorrow. Thanks a lot, for every, everyone, for listening.